Oh man, what a week. What a week. Welcome to the David Francisco podcast. I hope you're doing great. Here we are. <laughs> I, I, like, there's a lot of people who don't uh, who listen to the podcast that aren't from England, to be fair. Um, even from the UK. But let's say from England, because the rules that affect me when it comes to lockdowns that aren't lockdowns um, come from England. And uh, so hopefully people know what I'm going through. <laughs> Some people do, but uh, we're all in this together, guys. We're all in this together. Back to home workouts it is. Anyways, you're not here to listen to me talk about myself. I mean, you are. You did decide to start listening to the David Francisco podcast, so and it has, you know, my name on it. So, yeah. But this is a edition with a guest. It's uh, actually two guests. Two for the price of one. There you go. Surprise Christmas gift. My two best Italian friends. Well, one of them at least. Screw Fabio. Karim and Fabio, KB Violence and Fabio Romano are on the David Francisco podcast. And uh, we actually had a very nice conversation uh, about uh, their lives, about what they've been up to, uh, the challenges of moving to a different country. We had a very nice conversation with, with Fabio about that. Um, and, uh, and Karim, Karim was actually in America when the world started shutting down and coming back home, coming back to Italy, where he is right now and where he talked with us from, was a priority for him. So I'll let him tell the story, and I think we should just go into. It's uh, Fabio Romano and Karim Brigante on the David Francisco podcast. For those who don't know, um, Fabio has moved from um, Italy um you you are not from close and karim kb violence is in italy right now he he lives in italy he was uh kb spent what, what was it two years here how long was it kb yeah i think karim? around you know uh, a year and a half a year yeah something yeah, like okay. that um mm. then you know i was traveling like because yeah i was living in england you know i was living uh and i had great times there um and then Percy, from you there you know um yeah, of course. That was fantastic, David. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was I think it was around eighteen months. Yeah. Okay, uh, and then obviously, like you, you, you went back to Italy. I remember us talking about it. it. Was like when the world was shutting down. I was like, okay, we're gonna go back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had, oh yeah. yeah. Be, it was like ah, three to six months, and then things will open. Maybe I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> right. And here we are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> almost the, almost right, a year exactly. later. Um, <laughs> and and Fabio, day, how long have you been here in UK, Fabio? I've been almost uh, almost three years now. In February, it's going to be three years, man. Look at you, man. Seems like yeah. it was yesterday. Yeah, I know, right? Feels like yesterday as well. I still remember the first time I stepped foot inside the Nacolox and I mm. saw you and was a huge Chuck Mambo. And some few other few people. You're British by now. <laughs> <laughs> Good times, better times than now, that's for sure. Do you remember your first session? Your first session at Knucklelocks? Yeah, I think it was that one. Yeah. What did you do? But, but, but like, do you remember what happened? What did you do? I have no idea, man. To be honest, <laughs> well, I don't think we had, had a, a ring setup. We don't. We didn't have a ring setup. We were just doing really? some stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe it wasn't set up or something. Like I, I, I have perfect memory of my first training session. And I actually discussed that 
uh, on the podcast when I had Roy Johnson here because Roy was there for my first projo session, so my first session ever here in the UK. Uh, and I tell the story. It involves me getting my nose busted and bleeding everywhere out of my nose oh, my. on my first day of training. It's 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 great. Uh, for That's training cool. here, I had tons of training wow. in, in Portugal before. Um, and um, like Fabio, obviously, like you did a, a little bit. How long were you wrestling in Italy before you moved here? I was already wrestling for three years in Italy, but some small stuff as well. That you know, that's why the main reason I moved here in the UK was like also there was so many shows going on. There was so many wrestling here, and now seeing something like this happening is like you know <laughs> makes you think. Eh, wow, it will come <laughs> okay. back. It will come back. I promise. Um, but Karim, though you've been you've been wrestling for a while as well, and you've even been. You've even wrestled in the United States, right? Um, I know you have a um, a good relationship with um, with Harley Race. In fact, I know a Portuguese guy that went to a Harley Race seminar that you were at, and that's like such a weird small world connection that uh, that we have. Yeah. You wanna yeah. you wanna tell everyone your story? Yeah, we already uh, talked Karim? about that once. I remember. Uh, yes. Uh, you wanna you wanna know the story about the Portuguese guy or uh, your story in general? And if you want to talk about the Portuguese oh, guy, let's general. do it about yeah, James Matthews. Oh, no, of course. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, it was a great time. So, but but basically, so I um, I had my first pro wrestling match match actually in two thousand nine in mm. Italy in um, in Rome. You know. Uh, um, but then you know, like in Italy, is not. It's not like England. You can understand. You can relate because you're from Portugal. So um, it's not a wrestling country. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, you don't have, you don't get yeah. the same opportunities as a UK guy or a German guy or an American guy or a Mexican guy. It's not part of the culture, uh, right? Uh, I'm not saying that for us it's harder, but for yeah, it's not part of the culture. So if you want to be a pro wrestler, like a full-time pro wrestler, you know, you got to leave it, you know, and move and go to another place. So, but I was pretty lucky during my time in Italy because I had the luck to wrestle for two good companies. Uh, one was EPW, European Pro Wrestling, um, where there I wrestled British wrestlers such as uh, Mark Haskins or Greg Barris, you know. They used to do like, Big shows over there, um, and then I when used to work big, for the NWE. When we say big, how many people are we talking about here? Well, uh, you know, the NWE New Wrestling Evolution used to run shows with five thousand people. Wow! In the audience, you know, yep. um, I wrestled with Flash Morgan Webster there. Um, if I remember, if I I'm thinking about a British guy and another big, huge guy named Tiny Iron. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's still around, but is what he is. is. Yeah. Um, yeah, easy. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah. After that, I came in England for the first time, doing some training because my first time in England actually was in 2013. Um, yeah, I joined like. Um, the training camp at the Knight family, and then I, and then I had some shows over there. Um, I had some training as well at Leicester in Leicester. Um, but then in 2014, I moved to the U.S. and I joined the Harley Race Academy, 
and that is where my career, you know, uh, full time, you know, um, I had the, the I had the privilege to wrestle in many states in the U.S. Uh, for the NWA, you know, for Bill Corgan. Um, I had a WWE tryout, then I performed in England as well, Malta, in Italy. So, you know, I'm waiting for the next chapter, my man. How long were you in the um, in United States again? So, my first uh, time in the United States was in 2014, and like my last time uh, has been uh, now March 2020 when I mm -hmm. had to leave you know and I had to do my drive from St. Louis to New York and you know I had to drive 27 hours to leave America um, under pandemic you know? so you were uh, there uh, when you had you um, were there when you had to go back to, to Italy I didn't know that yeah I thought you, went, you came from here yeah yeah well, you did. no no I was there actually you know because um I've left England um, in December, you know, and then in February I left Italy again for going to the United States, and and everything was going fine, man. You know, I also had pretty nice booking over there. I was going to Florida to wrestle, uh, to do the Mania weekend thing, whatever. And most importantly, I wanted to visit Harley's grave, you know, because I didn't see Harley die. I didn't see. Yeah. I was not there because I was in England at the so I really wanted to do that but then you know COVID-19 happened and uh, it was crazy I just had to leave because like you know I had my visa expiring in the next month and you know uh, you know how the US works for those kind of things yeah um, and nobody, nobody nobody no one was able to tell me what was going on you know because it was like a first time kind of thing situation with covid because they didn't know uh, either as well right so like it's, it's the... like everything was very unstable people didn't know what was going to happen in march right exactly you know yeah. and i was there so i was calling the embassy and say you're right so what if now all the airports in the country are shutting down and you know and i can't come back and i will overstay my visa what's gonna happen you know and that that was my biggest fear you know because like if i if i could if i can not come back in the u.s in the future it can be a big issue for me um of course so i was i was very scared about that so, you know, uh, and all the buses were getting canceled. All the flights were getting canceled. I had a flight from Chicago to somewhere in America and then was going to uh, fly me back in Rome. But, you know, uh, everything was getting canceled, even my flight. So just calling and calling and calling and getting crazy about it. Um, New York JFK, the airport, there was like a flight from uh, the Italian flag company, Alitalia, that was going to bring back Italian people uh, home, basically, you know. Yeah. Um, and there was that flight, there was that specific day, I, I, I think it was somewhere in my, I guess it was my, around March 23 or between March 23 and March 30, I don't, I don't remember the day. Uh, I, yeah. had to take, I had to catch that flight. 
And I didn't know, you know, because I was living in St. Louis. And, you know, from St. Louis to New York, it's like, I think it's, uh, it's more than Rome to London, eventually. Um, it's very oh, yeah, far, more. <laughs> and everything was getting canceled. Yeah, and everything was getting canceled, uh, you know, and, and stuff. So, you know, I said, fuck it, and I just drove, you know, and, uh, and I drove for 27 hours straight. <laughs> wow. By yourself? It's a good story to tell, I guess. Yeah, it is absolutely. Yeah, 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 man. By myself, because of course you know, I who, who, yeah, who the fuck was going to leave St. Louis under you know with COVID, you know, and all that stuff, you know, I everyone was thinking it was like uh, a war. I, I don't know, you know, it was a very strange, weird situation. Yeah, yeah. I feel like in but your you mind, know, I'm having you... fun telling, telling yeah. the story. No, it is it is a good story. Like in your mind, if you all you wanted was a flight to bring you back to Europe, if by any chance they would get a flight back to like Berlin, you would walk home if you had to. As long as you were on this side of the ocean, you'd be fine, right? Right, <laughs> right. And I have a very nice story about that too. If 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 you want, I can tell you this story. Yes, too. let's um, do it. Go ahead. So I have a very good friend of mine who's a wrestling ref. Yeah, because just because you say that, so that's the story that came up in my mind. Um, I have a very good friend of mine who's a wrestling ref, and he's a very good ref. He's he's Italian, but um, he went uh, to America oh, to study. Yes, he's Filippo Malvesi. Oh yes, <laughs> and um, he's a Rikishi guy. He went to the U.S. and he has learned, you know, how to uh, work at the Knox Pro in the in the U.S. and uh, then he has worked in Italy. I think he has worked in Germany and uh, in England as well, I guess, somewhere in the north. I don't remember where now. Um, and at the moment, he had the great idea to be in Mexico. And uh, he was working in Mexico. He was uh, wrestling in Mexico. He was having some shows. Uh, he's, also, he's also in some online business. So that's what he does. You know, like he goes in like, some fucking country and he just stays there, you know, he does his thing. And if there is wrestling like Mexico, he just try to get some work, you know, and he was there, man, like he was there. And, uh, you know, when COVID happened and he was like in a way worse situation of mine, because at least I was in the US, you know, it's kind of a respectable country. Mexico is a respectable country as well, but you know, uh, shit gets wild there. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, he was in Mexico and uh, he was in the same situation of mine. He didn't know how to come back. So basically he just took like an open ticket, uh, from Mexico city to somewhere in Europe, just like you said, in Netherlands, you know, just random. So he had to drive three hours from Guadalajara because the ticket was an open ticket. You know, just if someone do not show up, you got your spot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. you know, thank God he was lucky enough and, you know, he got in the fight and, you know, and he got back in Europe, somewhere in Europe. And then from Netherlands, he made his way back to Italy. So <laughs> He would have walked there. I think, like, for people who were in the United States, that would be the big difference is, like, I just need to get myself on the other side of the Atlantic. Then I'll figure it out. Because especially when it comes to like visas and stuff, it's it's, it's still in this administration. 
like your visa runs out and you're like, no one's going to give you a job, which means that you're not going to get money. You're not going to get a place to live in whatever. You're just stuck there. And it's it's right. the worst. Like, totally get it, man. Totally get it. Man, that's wild. I'm glad that you're back <laughs> home and you're safe. Fabio, from your perspective, I feel like I understand the journey you went through from like, ah, I want to do more wrestling. So you came here to the UK. Like, what made you move here? Um, like, what was the thought process behind it? How did you feel the transition went? And what's your perspective on like everything you've done in wrestling in obviously like you've wrestled mostly in london if i'm not mistaken but like learning like there was a period of of my life uh when um i i would say and i still say today it's like let's say that for some reason tomorrow i am like, I get injured, and, like, I have this weird injury where the closest I am to a wrestling ring, the more my head hurts, right? So, like, I need to not be involved in the wrestling business anymore. Was it mm. worth it for me to move here? In my opinion, yes, because I've, in my case, like, I love learning and developing and becoming better as professional wrestling and stuff, and I had the chance to train with so many people that if, like, if I never wrestle again, all the experiences that I've had so far have definitely been worth it, right? Um, do you... I would like to know, like, what's your... How... how, What made you come here? What's the perspective you have on the time you spent here so far? And, like, how do you see the future? What are you thinking about? Um, and how's the experience been so far? Yeah. So, first of all, I would say the biggest uh, inspiration for me was what Karim uh, did. You know, because he left the country as well, Italy as well, to pursue a better career in wrestling, to get better, to, you know, having uh, the chance to be become a professional wrestler. Because, as we said already, even though now the wrestling scene in Italy has grew up a lot since I moved away, it still wasn't, wasn't enough to be able to have a career from that. It's not the same here in UK as well, because even in UK, it's quite hard to have a career of a wrestler. Mm -hmm. As you know better than me, but they see more chances, you know. I think I feel like so. Yeah. What Karim did was like push me to do the same uh, choice, you know, because I was also in a point of my life that uh, I didn't have really nothing to lose, pretty much, apart from uh, my parents, friends, and everything. But as a as a job wise, as a relationship, I was free, pretty much. So I would say, you know what. If I don't do this right here, right now, when am I going to do it? So I just took and uh, flew here. And then from there, uh, the experience I had so far, I mean, excluding, of course, this year, I, I think was going doing, I was pretty satisfied, yeah. I still think I just scratched the surface, you know, but I'm, I'm definitely satisfied of what I have accomplished so far, especially for the people I met for the, how much I was able to learn and to grow up, not only on a wrestling perspective, but also as a human being, and also as a, my professional career as well, outside of wrestling. Like here, I was able to have way more chances, talking about the aspect as well, as a professional job, than Italy, because in Italy, the situation wasn't that good on that perspective, so... Yeah. Not really complaining. I'm doing pretty pretty well now. I know that there is people who are struggling way more than me. I'm still I'm struggling as well. Like to me, 
the idea of not having wrestling something that I just cannot accept, you know, just something that I cannot believe it's real, but it is, you know, it just is. And there's nothing I can do about it. That's what pisses yeah. me off, you know, because <laughs> if there, is, there was something I could do, like I will do it, but in this situation, there's not like much, you know. How much you can do about it, of course. Um, Cal on the chat asks, how did being a ref help you when it came to wrestling more regularly, Fabio? We did see a match uh, when I had Jordan here. And uh, soon that's going to go on, on, on the second channel, the second YouTube channel, like I was reviewing that match, me and Jordan, where you were the ref of that match. And at oh, the yeah. end, you you put your hands on a wrestler, Fabio. He stunned me and... That's all about respect, you know. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, Karim was there as well. Karim was there that match. Too. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I Karim remember. Was well. I remember. How's, yeah, uh, you, you, you've remember. been a ref for a while, especially for, for WrestleForce. How, like, do you feel like it, it helps you when it comes to, to your wrestling and stuff? For me? Oh, yeah, yeah. For, of course. Yeah, I love being a ref. First of all, I, I really like being a referee because I really have so much fun and being a referee. I don't know about like who, is, who's, who does that career, but I really have fun doing it. It's not like my, my priority being a referee. Mm-hmm. But I definitely learned a lot, yeah. Also because yeah. I was able to work with the people more, way more experienced than me. That's that's the main thing, you know. I was uh, I was being able to do a double stunner and a, a stone cold trash talk after the stunner afterwards. You're feeling you're feeling good that day, weren't you? Oh yeah, of course. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that, Karim, when you were wrestling in the oh, middle of, of like? Yeah, yeah, in that fair, that British fair, of course. And like watching Fabio, you know, giving the stunner was just amazing. You know, it, was, uh, it made my day. What it made my week, I will, probably. <laughs> I will, I will upload. Like we watched that on Twitch before um, when Jordan was here. And I will upload Jordan and I watching that match. Uh, on on my second channel soon, so keep an eye out for that. If you want to subscribe on YouTube, just search for Differencesco underscore two, and uh, and you'll find it. By the way, thank you. I'm so happy um, that you say that I I have inspired you because for me that this is very important. That's what I you know um, that's what I want for Italian guys. You know because like I want like a strong movement in Italy, and for having for having a strong movement, guys has to leave. So I was so happy and proud of Fabio that, you know, he was wrestling against me um, in a British ring. Have you met each other before, like, you moved here and stuff? Did you, are you from the oh, same yeah. area in Italy? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, what's yeah, the, yeah. What's, what's the story between you two before I met you? So when, when the first time we have met, so I think I was doing, I think it was before the seminars, because in Italy, I'm, I, I used to do seminars, you know, and try to help people. I don't say I train people, I don't feel as, like a trainer, but in Italy, I'm one of the guys with more experience, so I like to help the movement. So I ran some seminars, and Fabio was always there, you know, always was there, always respectful, always willing to work hard and, you know, pay me his dues. And uh, so, yeah, that's the, that's the memory I have from him. But I think we have met the first time many, many years ago in a wrestling school in Rome. Uh, yes. It was actually the first wrestling school in Rome. Um, I don't know. It has maybe... I think it was 2012, 2014, something like that. Yeah, maybe something like that. So, you know... I was still uh, in Portugal back then. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, before yeah, I moved yeah. here as well. I knew Karim. I knew Karim way before I moved here. 
What was it? What, yeah, be honest yeah. here. Be honest here, Fabio. What was your impression of Karim? Oh yeah, I told you. I, I've been honest. It's like was, uh, he, was he mean to you on your first training session with him? No, no, never. Were you were like, been oh, mean. he's a, oh, always he's been. A uh, oh. <laughs> always been helpful. Always, always been helpful. And uh, again, the, the the story he said that that's like something that uh, a lot of people should inspire to. You know. That do not, they don't have the like a lot of people they get satisfied for what they have in their country, you know. But I think if you want to go next level, that's something you need to do, you know. And Karim was one of the first trying to do it, doing this. So before you go, uh, where can people like follow you, and where are you guys like active when it comes to social media? Where would you like people that are watching us to to follow you right now and listening? Absolutely. So, um, go Karim first. Uh, oh no, I, I like I will leave you. I will leave Fabio go first. You sure? <laughs> you. Thank you. <laughs> so, just follow me on Instagram if you mind, like on Fabio Romano twenty four K. Yes. Here you go. Please. You're welcome. I always appreciated the support, everyone. The, nice. the, let me tell you that the um, the love that I received here. In UK, from the fans, from the people, it's something that I really, really cherish, you know, because uh, I've also had a lot of people who always doubt that, doubt about my choices, and seeing these uh, feedback, these uh, people actually caring about me, it's something that's really cool, you know, it's, and it's something that I really miss in investing, you know, yeah. being able to have that contact with the people, that's something that awesome. I really miss. So, looking Pretty forward soon. for when we are back, you know. Yeah, nice. pretty soon, well, I'm well. sure. Chat, last questions in, uh, if you're ready. Karim, where can people find you? Yeah, so um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Um, so I, I use Instagram and Facebook uh, the most, but I'm on, I'm on Twitter as well. So, yeah, you can just check me out there. And, you know, I'm very happy always, to, you know, to talk with fans or, you know, and in general uh, also before the end of the year I should have great news for my career so please Ooh. be aware check check Ooh. out my social media Ooh. all right <laughs> now you got me interested that's the first time I say it oh, 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 oh an exclusive here oh all right I see uh, guys it was a pleasure having you here thank you so much Thank you, my man. pleasure, guys. It was lovely to see you both. Thank you. And I, and I hope you guys are doing well and holding up well during this time. And also everyone listening. I hope they're fine. Merry and, Christmas uh, to all. Yes, much love to everyone, boys. That was well fun. It was great catching up with those guys. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. After this conversation, we uh, we were on Twitch, uh, which is actually what I'm doing these conversations every week. And after this conversation, I uh, we watched a couple of matches. One of them was Karim's last match in the in UK. Uh, it's a non-Italian tag team, KB Violence and Miss Monica versus Fabio Romano and Rocco Casanova. And then we watched the Christmas match from last year that we were involved in, which is kind of the reason why I wanted to do the, um, the, the Twitch stream on this day. We watched that uh, Christmas-themed uh, match, the Christmas Chaos match. Myself, JJ and Rex versus Fabio Romano, KB Violence and Miss Monica. 
So you can watch that back. It's still right now on Twitch. If you want to go on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DeFrancisco underscore one. And also I'll be uploading it throughout the week at some point on my new YouTube channel. Uh, on the second channel, DeFrancisco underscore two is where I'm uploading all this type of content. While, of course, uploading uh, my matches on DeFrancisco underscore one. And I'm going to do a QA and a by the end of the year. If you want to send questions, then feel free to. And uh, yeah, so we're going to have... Those, there's a primary channel and then the secondary channel and uh, the replays, let's call it like that, of the video on demand of the stuff that I'm doing on Twitch is going to go to DeFrancisco underscore two. And that's it for today. I am not going to be talking with you again until next week. So whatever holiday you're celebrating right now, I hope you enjoy your time. I know it's a weird circumstance right now, but hey. Let's try and make it the best that we can, and uh, hopefully you'll find a silver lining in all of this. And even if you are in a situation that's not ideal, that uh, where the holidays are not going to feel like what they've been so far uh, for the past few years, then just know that you're not alone, and there's a lot of people in that situation as well. And I hope that if uh, all of this, you know, just me being able to bring this conversation here uh, helps a little bit, you know, uh, at least we are able to forget about the world outside and focus on something that we really like, which is wrestling, which is the number one reason why you're here, actually, right? I'll be back next week with a guest on Tuesday. I'll be back on Twitch next week as well with a guest on Monday if you want to be part of the conversation live. And uh, my ramblings will also return. Not this week. I'm not going to do a Christmas one. Next week. Uh, <laughs> New Year's Day, I guess. Something will come up, I'm sure. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it, and I'll talk to you next time.